thank you for tuning into my podcast. My name is Henry Terry. Today on the podcast, I would like to discuss some very interesting happenings, some comments, uh, some policy proposals by the Minister for Tourism and Arts and Culture, uh, Mohamed Aminanda uh, of Ghana, who has put out some <laughs> interesting policy proposals which have sparked public uh, criticisms and um, public comment. The people have been reacting to this policy proposal. Before myself and um, Sharif Hamza Mohammed, my friend, global democracy advocate and I mean a policy analyst himself, uh, before we dive in it, I mean here, here is the comment and um, following which myself and Hamza will have a conversation about this policy and share our thought process on it. Thank you for listening. Here it goes. When there are funerals, people gather places. What we want to do with uh, GTA, Ghana Authority, is that one of the funerals would also find tourist attractions in those areas where the funerals are okay. So that when they finish, we're going to serve a lot of Ghanaian dishes at the funerals, Ghanaian drinks, sobole and co. And then we can also bus the funeral, those attend the funerals, to keep tourists, if it's crowded in Ashanti, we bus them to key sectors in Ashanti. Ghanaians love funeral, and it's, it's voluntary. For example, if there's a funeral here, we'll make an announcement. There's a bus. You are in Kumasi, we are in Kumasi, we are in Kumasi. that's what I talk about Kumasi. We can go to uh, Bonwiri, the, the Kente, it's there. People are selling Kente, they sell at Sanders. When you go there, you spend the money. We are buying them free. When we go to that area, from, from there, there are restaurants and truck bars. They will sit down there and eat. They buy water. They buy artifacts. They are enriching the rural economy by providing jobs. That's why you want to say we are encouraging people to take advantage of our funerals to explore tourist attractions and to deepen our cultural assets, thereby creating jobs for our youth. <laughs> that, you know, for me, it's a sobolo pass for me. What do you think? The sobolo pass for me. My goodness. <laughs> oh, man. Charlie. Oh, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. We are in trouble. <laughs> we are in very serious trouble in this country. <laughs> like, seriously, I, I, I can't believe what I just heard. You know, because it's, it's like a comedy show. It's very, you know, <laughs> it, know it's very difficult it. to, it's very difficult to actually listen for me as a, a Ghanaian trusting my, my government and these public officials, for me to hear that the, the government is, or the minister, uh, the minister for tourism, um, arts and culture yeah. is actually having this like they've sat down taking allowances uh, used public funds to sit and deliberate on this it, it concerns me no it concerns me that okay so so when we so when you take the allowances for when, when you take the sitting allowances when you take the bonuses and all of that this is really what you guys discuss oh yeah. my goodness oh of course of course in in a very important setting like that you know, so sometimes, like uh, in the midst of such abundance, the natural resources that we have, mm. the 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 let's not even talk of that. The human resources, we are blessed with human resources. You know, like in in almost every discipline, you know, the Ghanaian is there for for us to come and sit here and listen to the minister. You know, and sometimes, look, Henry, let's not just get it wrong. Some of these ideas may, may be positive, you know, in 
you know, leveraging on fin routes because yes, of course, Ghanaians love their fin routes. There's no two ways about that. But I would expect some of these things to not even be in the airwaves. If the ministry is planning to, you know, leverage on funerals to see how best they can do expand tourism and the rest, I, I expect, you know, maybe some low-level department or unit within the ministry to be heading such a thing. Okay. You know, because we have we have much more important things that the ministry can do Mm-hmm. in order to help the industry. Right. So some of these things should not even be in the airwaves. We, we shouldn't be listening to a whole <laughs> minister of tourism granting interviews to say that they are going to use funerals to... Come on, this is low. No, is it? Another this point, is low. Another point for me is that, yes, as you said, as he said, Ghanaians love their funerals. Let's, let's use the example of Kumasi, right? Let's use the example yeah. of Kumasi that he gives. He talks about the fact that, oh, let's imagine funerals in Kumasi. I can confidently say, right, that in any given <laughs> Friday to Sunday, Kumasi has many funerals. Many funerals happening. Of course. Right? Again, I think that it's a lack of maybe an understanding of how our traditional setting or our, our culture <laughs> treats something like a funeral. Because it's yeah. still a sacred thing that even irrespective of the technologies that have come, we yeah. still hold mm-hmm. our tradition, our funeral settings sacred. And so for yeah. me to hear that the minister is thinking about using the funeral, of course, it is, it's, it's likely to work, but they still haven't solved the fundamental issue of why are people not patronizing our tourist site? The reason why people are not patronizing the tourist site is because of a lack of infrastructure, it's because bad roads, it's because the, the, the sectors are not being promoted actively. And so if you want to get mm-hmm. people to the tourist side, for me to hear that you're thinking about using funerals makes me understand that you're not really, und- you don't really understand the problem why people are not really going there. Again, going I feel like there. it's a yeah. lack of, it's, it's, it's another way to create, I mean, just create some means, loot some money and share. Mm-hmm. Because you put mm-hmm. buses there. Mm-hmm. See, the same thing happened to the Greek mm-hmm. ministry where the minister said that he was going to yeah. hire vehicles and go and bring the food from there. From the, I mean, what kind of life? What, what kind of? I'm sorry, no, no, maybe, from maybe, the farms, yeah. maybe you understand this better. <laughs> no, there's nothing to understand, my brother. You know, like what I said, when you listen to them, it's like a comedy issue because you begin to wonder, like, is everything okay? Are, are we having a serious discussion here where I would expect my minister to come and say, oh, there's tourism ministry, there's, there's, there's some, some. I know, APIs. I know, I know. You know, you, know. you know, some standards, you know, like this a minister of tourism is talking about something, you know, that is going to revolutionize the Absolutely. whole industry, you know, as far as tourism is concerned. I know. You know, like the music, you know, entertainment, something, you know, some action. That is what I expect from a minister. But when you come in and you are telling us, oh, you are going to put one bus here because of a funeral. I, I, he's even, talk, there was a guy that was talking about Yendi. Yeah, talking about the fact that there's a funeral in Yendi, then they will put a bus there, and there's this. So, are you praying for more people to die so that your <laughs> tourism industry is going to try? <laughs> you know, like it's crazy, and and you see, we're laughing over this, thing, but it's not really funny. It's not funny. <laughs> you know, didn't hear the sobolo part. You didn't hear the sobolo. We've been yeah, drinking yeah, sobolo, no. minister. Minister, we've been drinking sobolo for how long? Are you not going? <laughs> Hey, for you to tell us that, oh, when then they can sell their Sobolo and Ghanaian drinks and 
And he's serious about that. I, I promise. I promise. Granted an interview, so serious. I see this is some, you know, some major thing that is coming to, you know, help the economy. Oh, God. You see, Harry, you see what I was telling you? For some time now, I hardly listen to watch the news. I don't. Mm. Maybe most of the things I pick up is through social media and the rest. But to come and sit down and watch the news, like 7 p.m., I'm, I'm, you know, I'm coming to watch the news to find out what is happening in Ghana. I don't. Because it's so depressing. Right. You're it's right. so depressing to say the least. But I expect my minister, I expect that anytime a minister of state mm-hmm. is coming to present something, then I'll look at it and go like, wow, this is going to help improve the livelihood of right. the ordinary Ghanaian. Right. Something major, something that is measurable. Right. You know, based on some statistics, some right. key factors to rate, you know, right. some, some a bit of seriousness attached to it. Absolutely. You know, but for you to come and tell me this, let me ask you, how many people do you think are going to die within a month or a year? Mm-hmm. You know, and based on what are you now putting these things in? If it's an investment, what, what is the return mm-hmm. on that investment that you are right. going to make? Right. You know, but but we don't have that in this country, my brother. And and you go away with it. Yeah. If you just get some few social media backlash and and, and that is it. Right. We have almost all the tourists, um, you know, a lot of tourist places that you can visit in this country. Right. Like you said, the the last, I think last year, was, was it last year when they did the return? Yeah, the year of return. Uh, yeah. Listen, the year of return and all those things. Beautiful, fantastic policy. Yeah. Along that line, if you want to bring people, just like what you said, how does tourism relate to road infrastructure? Mm-hmm. How does tourism relate to maybe a, a sector like uh, uh, what would I say? Hospitality, um, electricity yeah. esp- esp- expansion, Hosp- hospitality, and the rest. That is the big picture, you know. So, what is the the right. main goal as far as the government is concerned with regards right. to some of these things? Right. These bits and pieces <laughs> that you are bringing that does not fit to any grand agenda. Know. You know, so when you get that, you realize that no, instead of bringing on board over a hundred ministers, instead of um, employing over thousands of people in right. government institutions and ministries that virtually do nothing, let's reduce that and let's try to build this particular sector and relate it to the broader general overview of what we want to see. But no, we don't. Mm. We don't. There's nothing. So you find out that, okay, government is planting for food and jobs. It's there. There's a lot of money we are pumping into. There's no interrelation between those. That's why you see free SHS is there. You are bringing a lot of people. Yet still, the public universities are there. The number that it can take, it remains. Mm. There's no expansion. There's, There's no introduction of new universities to pick these people. In right. terms of job creation, okay, you are bringing in all these people, but how many jobs are you creating to accommodate the people that you are educating? Right. So there's no correlation between any of these things. So it's not just about the tourism minister, with all due respect to him, because for him to come and talk about this thing, it's an insult to us. Mm. It's an insult to the taxpayer that we are mm. paying you a lot of money. We are, we are giving you a driver, a vehicle, a house, all these things. For you to think and bring on board policies that are going to develop us as a nation, and you come up with this. 
It's an insult to us, you know. And if we're in any serious country, mm-hmm. all right, probably this guy shouldn't have been the minister after a day. He, he should go. I mean, he should go. This is not what we, we we paid for. Absolutely, this is not what we paid for. Absolutely, I think that I also see a trend of um, a trend that is gradually increasing in our public sector, where ministers and government quickly puts up a strategy, spend so much money on it, and we don't the hear money. anything about it. For like, they just bring a whole campaign around it. <laughs> uh, we are building this software. This application is going to do this. They spend so many millions of dollars in it. They give their contract out. After that, boom. Whether it failed, whether it was successful, who implemented it, mm-hmm. the implications mm-hmm. of that of that failed mm-hmm. in- intervention or the implications of that successful intervention, nothing is here. Let me give you a typical example. During COVID, they, they, the government implemented this uh, tracking uh, <laughs> tracking app. Listen, what happened to the app? No, listen, unless, unless they have some data to tell me what is happening. Recently, the vice president also launched a taxi app, whatever there is. I, 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 downloaded, I downloaded that application, right? I downloaded that application. I can tell you it's called Tapping. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, download, I wanted to see, I wanted to follow to understand mm-hmm. this, this new, I, I call it new avenue yeah. for corruption. Mm-hmm. I call it new avenue for corruption because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Of course. They just simply call their cronies, build this app, $2 million. Mm-hmm. Whether, and, they, and, and they just put the app on the app store whether the app functions, mm-hmm. whether it does not function, the money has gone into it. And no, there's no account, there's no accountability. See, the tap and go app, up to now, it's been over three months. There is no single <laughs> taxi on that, on that app. But you may go and see how much the government of Ghana has pumped into. And so I feel very concerned mm-hmm. that our ministers, our government, they keep churning out bad policies. <laughs> no, no impact on it, whether, whether it feels... I mean, I mean, this is really concerning. Yeah, and, and yeah, of course. And virtually no accountability. There's no accountability. So they would keep getting away with it. <laughs> like you said, I, I don't know, but then when this will uh, happen, go up about the taxis and those right. things came up, I was thinking, I was like, is this really what our taxi drivers want? Man. Is that really the issue? What What is it coming to address? Right. You, you have Boot, you have Uber, you have Yango, you have, uh, what's Shatawale's own? Shazi, uh, Shazi, Shazi. Shazi, yeah, yeah, The whole yeah. of these apps are already there. Yeah, of course. And these are free apps. You can join them if you're a taxi driver and you want to join them. So why would the government, the government of Ghana, the big brother that we all look up to, why would they want to, you know, involve themselves in an industry that is already thriving? Mm. If there are any issues with it, you have mm. the power to bring on board regulations. Yeah. If you think that the drivers are being shortchanged and other issues, you have the power to bring on board really the regulations that are going to guide these things to make sure that the drivers benefit from whatever it is that they are benefiting. Absolutely. If you want to migrate, I I think you even made mention of truck trust and all those things. Yeah, it's, it's on the app. Yeah, truck trust is there. I mean, <laughs> of course, which was funny. So you see that the the app, the thinking behind the app, and, and sometimes I I begin I don't wonder I I totally think that these people have lost touch with what is reality. Mm. Because those ministers, their kids and whatever, they don't join a Trotsky to work like you and I. Right. So they basically don't know that. You even have to struggle to get a Trotsky on a Monday morning to get to work. 
you know. So in his comfort zone, he feels that, oh, but why are people complaining about, you know, transport? Let me just make an app so that you can order a Trotsky to your, to your doorstep, you know, to pick you to work. It is basically, uh, uh, let, let me calm down. Calm down, calm down. <laughs> let me calm, calm down, down yeah. yeah. But, 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 you know, it, it simply doesn't make sense. You know, I'm still coming down, but it simply doesn't make sense. For somebody to sit and come up with this idea, I... I don't get it. I don't get it. And these are people we are paying to think for us. You understand? So I think that it needs to get to a time, okay, that each and every one of us would begin to come out there and, and speak to the electorates and speak to the ordinary Ghanaian to let us understand the kind of power that we have. We need to begin to punish politicians for some of these things. We mm-hmm. punish you. We make you go to opposition for the next 20 years. We bring on board all these smaller parties, all these independent candidates and what have you. If they are bringing on board good policies, right. give it to them. Right. Give them an opportunity to rule. Right. Let's text different people and see. Right. Until that is done. If we, we, we if this government still feel that, okay, we have a chance at the next election, some of these things, they will, they will get away with it and they will do it. Absolutely. You know, because it, it doesn't make sense, my brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, I think that for me, <laughs> It's a, it's it comes down again to leadership issue. I think that as a people, we have been led wrongly. We have been led so badly. We have been. I think our leadership they, they've really abused us. They've abused our, con- our conscience. They've abused our trust in them and all of that. I see that. I believe that if we had good leadership, right? If you if you're a yeah, minister and you bring a, a policy, or you use even a dollar of the taxpayers' money, and the policy fails, there must be repercussions. There must be some, we must see our leadership taking punitive measures even on their colleagues who are in mm-hmm. government. But I, as we said, yeah. they'll get away with this. I mean, nobody cares because it's not their money. It's not their resources. It's just the, the poor people, mm-hmm. like poor Ghanaian's money still again being wasted. So it's just one of those. Yeah, because, because, because right now, everything is NDC, NPP. That polarization right. is our major issue. So right. there's a lack of conscience. There's a lack of, um, you know, this is right and wrong. Mm. People identify with right and wrong depending on which political party it favors. Mm. That is a reality. And we need to get out of that bubble. If, look, I keep saying that democracy is the best form of government for any country, wherever you are. Any country. Democracy is the best. All right. You understand? And look, partisanship is not bad. You know, you can belong to a particular party because you subscribe to their ideology, probably because you like a few individuals within that particular party or whatsoever. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is when you can't distinguish between right and wrong because of your political party. Mm. That is where there's a big problem when you can't do that. Because right now, look, there's an issue. I don't even expect you and I to be those that are condemning what the minister is doing. Mm. I expect people around the minister, I expect people that belong to the party of the minister to be those saying that, look, we have other people with ideas, good ideas that can benefit the ordinary Ghanaian than this, what this minister is doing. So take him out. Mm. Let the one with the ideas to come in. But you, you get to realize that we have a lot of people in this country with the right ideas but they don't have power. <laughs> they are not being consulted. Mm. You know, their opinions don't matter right. because they do not belong to the political party of the president. Right. You know, which, which, which 
is very bad and which is not going to take us anywhere unless we try to get ourselves out of that particular, you know, uh, space that we've connected ourselves into. We need to get out of there. Only then would we make the needed progress that we, we, we need to. Right. I think that lastly, um, <laughs> if recently we had the legislature, the parliament, uh, come together as a consensus. Yeah. They decided they want to. They wanted to change. Um, they, they wanted a finance minister changed, and surprisingly or unsurprisingly, the president mm-hmm. decided not to change the uh, the finance minister. And for me, it's a sign that even if parliament, mm-hmm. even if parliament, a whole arm of government, came together in their numbers mm-hmm. to threaten the government to remove a minister and the president still refused to remove the minister, then it makes me feel like the average Ghanaian, what, no matter what we say, this we will not be listened to. No matter what we say. So I think that... I mean, no, you will not. No, 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 you will mm-hmm. not be listened to. You will not be listened to. I think that it's a leadership mm-hmm. problem also. Yes. Mm-hmm. A, a very big leadership problem, Henry. A very, very big leadership problem. In the sense that, look, uh, the finance minister that we currently have now, there's no explanation or logical reason as to why he should still be the finance minister because he failed. Yeah. I don't have any problem against him mm-hmm. as a person. Right. Uh, yes, he's a very successful business person and but in that position of finance minister, he failed. Right. You know, and in any serious country, even he as an individual should have resigned by now. Absolutely. You know, the head of the economic management team, who happens to be our vice president, should have said, look, uh, ABCB went wrong. I didn't, uh, you know, I've not been able to, you know, bring on board what the masses expected of me. So I would want to take the back seat and allow someone with different ideas to come on board and see how best they can stay the country. No, it's not happening. The Bank of Ghana governor is not resigning. Nobody is sacking him. There's nothing because of what? Politics. Yeah, yeah, and when politics comes in, it makes us lose that logical reason. It makes us lose that common sense Absolutely. as to why really mm-hmm. we are doing what we are doing. Every leader should be should be a leader because if not for followers, there's no reason for a leader. Right. So if at any point in time your followers are not happy with something that is happening, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's about them, right. and you should respond to those concerns. That's what we see in Ghana and in Africa. Unfortunately, you know, it's about what the president thinks is good for you. Even when it's not good for you, it's okay. When you talk, it has to do with the next election and we are not spoiled with choices. Mm. <laughs> you know, so we, we we have to go back to, you know, uh, electing, you know, one lesser evil over the other and, and all these things. Unfortunately for us, and, and in this particular current situation that we have, we have a situation where, we promise a lot. Right. We are told a lot of things. Right. We expected better. Right. And we are getting the worst form of governance that we've ever witnessed in this country. This Absolutely. is the worst. Absolutely. You know, and I, I will pick this debate on any day. This is the worst. Right. It, it cannot, you can't even compare. Mm. You know, even military regimes where we right. didn't have our freedoms, we're taking decisions that were better than whatever this government is doing. Right. And what this government is doing is going to take us back decades and we'll struggle a lot to get ourselves out of out of it. You know, so Henry, look, I think that right now, the 
only thing that we can do to help ourselves is to rely on ourselves. Right. Relying on ourselves is we, you know, now forcing government or taking decisions that is going to enable whoever is a leader Mm-hmm. to kind of move towards the direction that we want them to move. Because right. it, it doesn't look like they have our interests at heart. And just go to the airport and you would you, you would know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Every young Ghanaian wants to leave this country. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. I think... Um, <laughs> it's, 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 that's sad. It's sad. <laughs>